0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Heat TV Live. I'm your host, the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. Charles Anders. How are you doing tonight, Charles? Hey, Gene. How are you? I'm doing I'm well. I'm doing well. I yeah. didn't wrestle last night, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm sore. I'm real damn sore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to yeah. get to that eventually. Um, so... Tonight, we are going to be joined here shortly by our guest, Brutal Bob Evans, uh, who has the the Wrestle Life website. And of course, for quite some time now, he has been the king of the seminars and uh, helping people learn uh, the wrestling business. Not always so much focused on in ring stuff, which is important, but uh, he's done a lot to teach guys about. The outside of the ring aspect of it, you know, uh, conduct in the dressing room and how to market yourself and things like that. And I know a lot of guys, uh, especially down in this neck of the woods, credit him with uh, teaching them uh, a lot of things that they might not have picked up anywhere else. Had they not uh, had the opportunity to learn it from Bob and seminars and dressing rooms and online and things of that nature. So we're pretty excited to have him here tonight. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. He's, he's always been a guy in the locker room. Whenever he's in the locker room, you know, it's going to
1: be probably the best the locker room has been in a long time because he's a, uh, he, he understands his craft. He understands what he does. And like as much as he understands what he does in outside of the ring and marketing ride wise, that dude can work. That dude can put over some stuff. Oh yeah. He can, he can really go. Him and Tim both are unbelievably good tag team.
0: Absolutely. So, I see he has joined us now, so we're going to bring him in. Uh, So welcome to the show, Mr. Brutal Bob Evans.
2: How are you doing tonight, Bob? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. Good, good. Yeah, here we go. Having some sound issues, but I think we're okay now. Awesome, Awesome. right?
1: Yep. Well, what, are you already on the roads right now, Bob?
2: Already on the road, running Man,
1: man, that a boy. Yeah. What an ex- perfect. That's exactly the element we want you in. That's perfect. So uh exactly. welcome to so heat, Cheap heat this- TV.
2: Thank you very much guys. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here and if you gave me a wonderful flowery introduction, I missed it. So uh no, no, I'll no. assume yes. that <laughs> So if you gave me this great introduction, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> we did. We, we built you up tremendously and you, you've earned every bit of it. Uh, we yeah. were talking about the fact that, uh, you know, we're down here in the south. We're, we're based out of Alabama, but we've got a lot, you know, listeners from all over. But our main uh, listener base is here in Alabama, Georgia, and Mississippi. And uh, we were talking about the fact that, you know, so many guys down here have credited uh, your seminars and, and. You know, just your online presence with helping them learn not only wrestling in the ring, but even more importantly, in some cases, the business side of things. And uh, tell us a little bit about when you felt like you got the calling. Um, Of course, you're wrestling all the time. You're on the road. you're, You're doing your thing in the ring, obviously. But you're becoming more and more known as the guy who helps the business.
2: Well, yeah. And I think you put it perfectly. I think the, the get the calling is uh, is really the correct way to say it. I uh, probably the you know I've been doing this for twenty nine years. Come next month, I uh, started when I was nineteen, so oh, you can do the math on that one. But uh, probably <laughs> about probably about man, I I I pretty much uh, had burned. Not every bridge in wrestling, obviously, but I had burned a few important bridges in wrestling up till about 2009 and then kind of had to start from scratch. And uh, when I went to, I kind of cl- closed my school, Slam Tech Wrestling University in 2009. So I was a 17-year veteran from New England, traveled a little bit, but didn't travel that much. And now I had a decision to make. I was actually going to start doing things to wrestle for myself. So... Um, but when I did that, I kind of had to start from square one again. And the only groups that would use me were the groups that were, quote, unquote, not as good as the big guys in New England. So I had to use kind of the lower groups, you know, the younger, more inexperienced uh, groups. And I had been bad-mouthing these guys as, quote, unquote, not professional and barely past backyard and this and that. And now, but you know what? They were the first ones to go go and, and take me and give me open arms and say, come on in. And that was the first lesson I learned. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to come in and I know I'm starting pretty much from brand new again. So I'll come in, I'll wrestle anybody you want me to wrestle. Um, I'll be a hell of a heel. I'll put them over. I'll win, lose, whatever you want me to do. I'll wrestle your champ. I'll wrestle the first match on the show. I'll get squashed in a minute. I'll go a half an hour, whatever you need me to do. And I just said, from now on, I'm just going to devote myself to trying to make the business better and help people. Because kind of bad-mouthing everybody and gossiping about everybody and, you know, having bad blood and, you know, our show drew 150, your show drew 145, so we're a million times better than you and just all this nonsense. And as I kind of just went through my journey here, you know, I picked up and I started, uh, you know, I went to the first tryout camp in Ring of Honor at 38 with no prospects and left there with a job and then... Uh, I would, you know, and it was the job I didn't want. I was, I was hired as a manager for Mike Bennett and I wanted to wrestle. And I said, I'll wrestle in a ring and ring of honor if it kills me. And then a year and a half later I did, but it took me a long time to get there. And I kept going to the tryout camps to teach. I would show up for free and teach until about the third or fourth one. And Delirious said, well, Bob, if you're going to keep co- keep coming here, we might as well pay you. So they started paying me to show up and, and do the trial camps. And then I started really digging into the whole teaching side and service side and just kind of really trying to figure this business out. And actually, I made my first contacts as far as the Hangouts with Bob stuff, really the touring stuff, in 2015 or 2016 when I had met a lot of people from the Ring of Honor Trial Camp. And they said, hey, man, do you do seminars around the country? And I said, oh, yeah, sure, sure, I do. Yeah, sure, guys. And I started traveling and said, look, this is the – the, the thing that I seem to be reaching people with is the fact that you don't have to do a bunch of drugs. You don't have to throw your life away. You don't have to be a broke indie wrestler. You can make a couple bucks at this. Will you make a million bucks? The chances are no. But most of you have a job that you like, a wife that you like, kids that you like, and you might not necessarily want to go to WWE. And I'm sick of the mentality of you have to win the belt at WrestleMania and beat Brock Lesnar in the middle of the ring and have confetti fall down in front of 70,000 people, or you have to be broke and a carny s- screw up that makes no money. There's got to be some sort of a middle ground. And I'm hoping that the last four or five years that I've really kind of, you know, really kind of turned the screws on this and really kind of ratcheted down on this and said, hey, you can make a couple of bucks on the road. It, this can be a cool. Side job now. A side job could be eighty matches, so it's still going to be very fulfilling and very busy. And then the wise guy at work, or your wife, or whoever, can't say, "Hey, man, you making any money at this?" Or, "Man, you 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 just do that, man." You oh, you're broke. You're just so stupid, and you're like, "Well, I actually make like a couple hundred bucks a weekend doing it, and I don't have to deliver pizzas or deliver newspapers or work for UPS. I can have a cool part-time job that really fulfills me and." is awesome and gives me a lot of identity and you never know where it might go. So I know you just asked me, you know, what time it was and I told you how to build a watch, but (laughs) you know, but that's, that's pretty much how it all started guys. I mean, it started from a concept of, I didn't want to run seminars that were me telling war stories, how great I was or pointing out how much I knew and how much other people didn't know and lording it over them. Because guess what? That doesn't do anybody a damn bit of good. And uh, if I'm that insecure, I probably shouldn't be teaching people anyway. So that's pretty much where it all started. And I didn't want to be called seminars. I wanted to be, let's have a hang. Let's hang out. Let's hang out and we might learn something. Let's hang out and just kind of do some wrestling stuff and see what happens. You know, kind of no pressure, no stress. And that's how it all started. So, and now I'm kind of transitioning the hangs with Bob stuff more into this wrestle life stuff. But the wrestle life stuff is the same stuff. It kind of tells you exactly you know, it's not wrestling, it's life, it's the wrestle life. We all live the wrestle life. We love wrestling, and wrestling is one of these things that just permeates into your cells, And it's always going to be there. But you have to have a life on the other end, too, to balance everything out. So that's why you guys do this, uh, the, the TV stuff, and that's why I do the wrestle life stuff. Because we're trying to share our love for wrestling with as many people as possible, and not, like, destroy the rest of our lives with it, too. <laughs> so, you know... I yelled at you long enough. Now ask another yeah. question.
1: <laughs> okay, so I want to know. Uh, so hey, before, happy New
2: Year, by the way, for
1: Christmas. Hey, though. hey, happy, how, happy New Year. Hey, yes. Bob, how was first off? How was your Christmas? I gotta, I gotta ask that. It was that. great. It was Awesome, great. awesome. Yeah. So was. How was your I got guys? that. Um, you know, we did a podcast. <laughs> really I, I worked. too. I
2: uh, worked too. Yeah, I, got a, yeah. I got me. A, I got my my family got me a laptop, so I would stop bothering them, bothering them, and using theirs.
1: Yep. <laughs> Yep, I went so and bought me a good. Brady computer. Yep, so I love it. I love it. All right, it. so um, you said that you don't like to do these seminars. Put yourself over. Put, uh, who helped train you? Who did you learn the most from in the early stages? That kind of I, I know a lot of this was kind of built over time, but who do you find like the hangs for Bob? Who do you imitate? Because I imitate a lot of my stuff off of people. It's just natural. Who did you imitate your success off of? Uh,
2: well, I I I trained with a group of guys who were a little bit ahead of me at a group called um, Yankee Pro Wrestling, which is still, which is still, which still exists. And, uh, but they, back then I, I had, I had started a backyard promotion, believe it or not. (laughs) And I had a number because back in the day, 1990, 1991, you didn't have devices. Your parents would put another phone line in so you could, you know, talk to your, well, I never talked to girls. I wanted to, they didn't (laughs) want to talk to me, but (laughs) Probably because I was running a backyard wrestling promotion, but, um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, but they the idea was that you could talk to your friends at night and you know not tie up the phone. So I put that I kind of used that as a business line, and we had an answering machine and everything. And it was just if hey if you want to wrestle with us, I just made it like a club. Hey if we we were on public access, and it said hey if you want to wrestle with us, call this number. So one day I got a call from Brian Brieger who was in Massachusetts at the time. He's actually runs a school in Reno, Nevada. He actually later on, he went to train, uh, train uh, Reno scum. Those guys are in uh, impact now. So, um, but Brian hit me up and he said, Hey, we run this group. We run this wrestling group and we're, you know, pro wrestling. We do pro wrestling and you guys seem like you wanted more with it than be in the backyard. And I went and another buddy of mine went and he blew his knee out and never came back. And I've been there ever since. So I don't know which one of us was the smartest, I'm still debating after 29 years, um, but, and that's that's where I started. Now, in a couple of years after that, I started getting trained more on psychology and showmanship and professionalism, not that those guys weren't professional, but they were very limited in knowledge. I, I met up with a guy named Jeff Costa, Bruiser Costa, who actually appeared on the Jon Stewart show back in Comedy Central, because he had a wild gimmick called The Lobster Man. He would run around <laughs> under, a, under a hood with foam lobster... <laughs> He, it was a gag. He did it. He did it for fun, but he he made a lot of money on T-shirts and stuff. So um, so he, Jeff was a guy who was an old Kowalski guy, one of Kowalski's original students back in the day. And, and, and Jeff kind of taught me like the ins and outs of the actual business. Uh, very knowledgeable guy. And then uh, after that, um, I started teaming with a guy named Steve Bradley, who later on was the mofo Steve Bradley in memphis but steve started in new hampshire and then he wrestled uh he was one of the first uh dojo guys back in Deve- when developmental was still starting out i was there the day he got signed by jim Cornette when like, jim Cornette scouted him and saw him and then uh steve would go and go into developmental and go to like the dory Funk camps and the dr tom camps and stuff and then he would come back and, and show us the benefit of what he had learned so and steve was really a guy who helped me up my game and be a little bit more current because Jeff was a very old-school guy, and then Steve was a guy who kind of upped my game and got kind of brought me to the late 90s, early 2000s. So those are really the guys that had an early influence on me. Later on, Terry Taylor, when he was in TNA, was a big influence on me, and Terry was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. So he was the guy that kind of kept me in the business and said, you have a place in the business. Um, you know, he, he mentored me, tried to get me in TNA, but at the time I didn't really have a gimmick or anything, so – I was just a good hand, but he's like, you're a good hand. You should be in the business. You should be, keep teaching people. Your students are good. You're good. You know? And, and he was just a guy who believed in me and I just needed somebody at that point. So, and really it's a delirious. When I met him at ring of honor at the dojo, he's been a big, he's been a, he was a big influence on me and, and he's been kind enough to say that I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've not necessarily taught him a lot, but I've been a good influence or whatnot. So, um, And really it was the experience in ring of honor was very helpful because it helped me realize what the new business was and realize that the new business wasn't all bad and it wasn't all a bunch of goofs that didn't know how to work and all this stuff. It was legit. Well, you know, I had that mentality for far too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So, going back to something you said in the very beginning, you know, when you said you were and kind of, you touched on it right there, but like, you know, you, 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 set forth to change your attitude towards the business and towards, you know, the promotions in your area and things like that. Sure. Have you found in doing this over the period of time that you've been doing it that the root of all this, when you get right down to the bottom line of every bit of this, it all stems from attitude. The people who have a good attitude and an open mind seem to be the people who find success and make their way. And the people who have, these rotten attitudes seem to be the ones who just stay in that same hometown for the rest of their lives, and they're the big superstar on their local show. But they're, they they won't get out of their own way and lose that attitude and actually reach out and try to get any help, try to learn, and try to be any better.
2: Sure, and, then, and, and I also have no problem with uh, local wrestlers. I mean, there's guys that I wrestled with 20 years ago that have been out of the business for a long time, that's still they cheer for me as loud as anybody else. And they're like, This is great. This is so cool that you're doing it. it's Uh-oh. not for me. Oh no. But I think it's awesome that you're doing it, you know, and then I'll sit down and I'll tell them so hello, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. We lost you for a minute, okay, but we're good. back.
2: I know, I saw I saw <laughs> myself on the screen, like uh It's
1: rough, so, yeah. You're good. Yeah,
2: well, you know. <laughs> this this might be a little choppy. Just bear with me.
1: No, you're doing great, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, that... uh, I, was just,
2: I was just saying that there's local guys that cheer for me just as loud. Yeah. And there's look, there's gonna be oh. Uh-oh. I've I made I made way too many mistakes, guys. Nope. Oh, did you lose me again? Hold on. Oh. Can, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. We can, yeah. We can hear you. Okay. Good. I'm. I keep stopping because I hear uh oh. So <laughs>
1: no, you're good.
2: Yeah, like I said, this might be a little choppy for about five minutes. Just bear with me and it'll get better. So I'm in kind of a rough area. (laughs) No problem. Not like crime. I mean, I'm I'm on the highway. So if somebody's doing crimes here, they got to hustle. But, yeah, I was just saying that there's uh, a lot of – there's local people that are fans, local wrestlers that are super cool and super into it. There's going to be a closed-mindedness everywhere. And I've never understood people that want to – succeed in this business on whatever level and have a closed mind? Why shouldn't you be learning from even the people that you either personally dislike or you don't like their wrestling style? I've told people for years, I said, why are you knocking the young bucks? The young bucks, the young bucks, when you didn't know who they were, were making 50, 60 grand in merchandise. And then when you did know them, they were making $400,000 in the merchandise. So why (laughs) are you, and and never mind their pay. That's, that's just, that's just the t-shirt money boys. That's not even the pay. The pay's probably right there too. So right. and they're nice people. They smile, they shake hands, they 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 ask how you're doing, they ask how you are. They're nice to every single fan I've ever met. They're kind to people they meet. They're they're never mean, they're never cruel, they they have time for everybody. So why why would you do that? Why are you why are you mad? If you don't like the way they wrestle, study everything else. That's what I keep trying to tell people. You can be the young bucks of Alabama, I don't care. And I don't mean necessarily the young buck's that that wrestling style, but you can be the people that are super over in your town and just have new merchandise every show. If you wrestle 12 times a year, have 12 different shirts, have 12 different something, you know, like have something new to offer and make a hundred bucks a show, great. That's great money. Do it. But don't be don't be mad that the guys are and and it, trust me, I've seen bad attitudes everywhere. I've seen bad attitudes from Half a million dollar guys and it doesn't last, you know, the, the yeah. money doesn't last. The attitude does. Oh, everybody's out to screw me. Everybody's out to this. Everybody's out. This guy's no good. Why? I'm better than this guy. Why is he? It doesn't matter who's better and who's not. What's better mean anyway? You know, it doesn't matter who's better.
0: Yeah, it's subjective.
2: So, it's subjective. It's it, and you're right. It is attitude It because you're going to get rejected a lot in this business, even if you're good, even if you're a good person, you know. Hey, we yeah. don't have anything for you right now. Well, yeah. f you, and I'm going to post stuff about you on Facebook. And I'm going <laughs> to, okay. Well, now you just burned your bridges when the guy was polite to you and said he just didn't have anything for you, and he was thinking about booking you in three months, and now you just blew that out of the water. I just had, I just got off the, on, on my on my podcast on my deal. I just interviewed one of the most uh, one of the most prolific and uh, successful promoters in Quebec. His name is Eric We May. Uh, his Oz and he's out of Montreal um, Eric does his bad crowds are better than most people's good crowds <laughs> and he turn he turns people away at every show let me know let me know the last time you guys have seen a lot of one promotion <laughs> yeah. that turns people away There's and me. his shows look like rock concerts they're beautiful they're good shows the guys are over they have like draws in Quebec guys in Quebec that can demand more money because they're they're draws guys you've never even heard of and that's okay but yeah He he said his whole thing was, he said, I was mad for no reason. He said, I just started studying what successful people did. And all of a sudden I was successful. And he said, the the biggest thing you can do to burn, burn a bridge with him, or at least make him not want to book you is put crappy stuff on Facebook. He says, I don't want to see that. He says, I see that you're on the list, you know, and I have agents and producers from every company in wrestling and they have a list and if you don't believe it, ask anybody, ask anybody (laughs) up there, they have a list and you don't want to be on that list because it's tough to get off that list. Right. Yep. So yeah, I, I agree, man. Attitude is all about it. And having, don't let your emotions, uh, override your intelligence and don't let your emotions override. Like don't this post that you're going to make in the moment because you're mad might blow up the next five years for you. So call your buddy and bitch to him on, on, on the phone and don't don't put it online you know yeah. or send it to somebody you know hey what does this look like well it looks like you don't want to wrestle anymore <laughs> well, then, <laughs> so don't maybe not put that out
0: <laughs> and i mean look at how many guys who have made it you know to wwe in different places and old tweets and old Post have yep. come back to bite them, you know, years down the road. I mean, people find that stuff and use it against you. Uh, well, and it's sometimes one bad people day. that are
2: just – yeah, sometimes people are just – yeah, one bad day, exactly. Sometimes people are just – there are fans or people who are just bored and they're like, yeah, I think I'm just going to ruin this guy's life today. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to be a social justice warrior and point this out even though I've said worse. Like, yeah. that's the thing that – Yeah. I, I would never – I would never start that thing because what if people said, yeah, but you've said stuff like that. I said, sure I have, (laughs) you know, so I don't, don't, and that's really not, you know, what is it? The whole, uh, you know, the whole glass houses, don't throw stones thing or let not one appetite, uh, accuse another, that type of stuff. So, you know, uh,
1: so okay so 2020 i think it's it's over with great it, year I, guys great yeah year. hey i, mean, I had uh, be personally i had a great year got a my, new job my, my issue
2: was that it wasn't eventful enough that's really yeah nice. <laughs> that was my upset you know i i wish I understand. it had been a little bit more i mean it was like uh, i just 2019 happened i closed my eyes and here's 2021 it was it, like you know, I, I can't think of something that happened that I really 2020. So. <laughs> okay, so
1: um, I, I know it's had to affect you because it's it, it affected a lot of people. How did the entertainment aspect of this whole pandemic really affect, like not not finances as much, but like being able to get out and help people? I know this wrestle off is something that's kind of allowing you to do this in a better way, but right. did this is this what stemmed wrestle off? Is this kind of just being able to sit around and. Reset your thoughts and kind of look into the future of what wrestling and seminars could be.
2: Excellent question, my friend. Um, I'll tell you what, it wasn't a stem; it was more like uh, plant the damn seed. I needed the kick in the butt to get this going because I had had this idea several years ago, and I never did anything with it because I just couldn't figure out a way out of out a good way to start. That was my issue. My issue was. I don't know how to start. And a lot of people were giving me good advice, but I couldn't figure out how to just get take that first move. So I was talking to a good buddy of mine, Mike Kane, and I'm talking to him and he's being really quiet. And I'm like, are you paying attention to me? He's like, yeah. And I'm just screaming, you know, doing what I'm doing to you guys, just yelling at him for an hour. And he goes, check your email. I go, why? I said, just check your email. He had outlined every single thing that I said. He's like, what, if, you had a, if you wanted to do a class, what would it look like? And I told him and he outlined the whole thing. He goes, here you go. What's your excuse now?
3: <laughs>
2: uh, uh, two weeks later, we were in the studio. We used his, he had a, He had one of those like virtual offices, like a temporary office. You rent, you know, you kind of rent an office space mm-hmm. for meetings or just to work on the computer or away from home. Right. We, we, we had a boardroom at six in the morning on three straight Saturdays. And we knocked out five hours of uh, a five module class of how to do this stuff. And that's basically the blueprint to start you. And then I'm starting to put in extra classes on the specifics of what I'm talking about. So I give you the big overview. And then the rest of it is just smaller classes that kind of just give you more support and uh, more specific. But yeah, that was the issue. The issue was um, that's why this pandemic, I was lucky because I was an essential worker. I worked more in this pandemic. I deliver medication in nursing home. So I've been busy all year. I've had 10 days. I had 10 days off last year. That's it. I worked the rest of the <laughs> wow. day. So, and I was able to, I mean, you get to see people every day, socialize. So I wasn't as, I was fortunate. I was lucky that I wasn't as affected, you know? Yes. I had people in my life that had COVID. No family members, thank goodness, but very close friends that had COVID. And they, they got through it, but it was real. I'm not one of these guys that thinks it's some phony disease, but, and I know people were more... Uh, impacted by it than others. But yeah, the, the biggest thing I, I noticed was that I really had to be, start some kind of a digital footprint. And now I'd already had that with the Facebook stuff the hangs with Bob stuff and all that, but I really needed to kind of start. Let's, let's, let's do a little classroom. Let's put this out. Let's, let's give people tremendous value for what they're going to pay. And let's start teaching them the stuff that we wanted to be taught when, when we were kids. Because that's one of the things I'm hearing from the guys my age. I wish I knew this back then. And I said, yeah, me too. That's why I'm teaching it now. And that's not a sarcastic answer. It's, you know, it's be the guru, be the teacher you want to be, be the, you know, be the change you want to be, that whole thing. And I'm not trying to say I'm a big deal for that, but I'm just saying that's the biggest thing. I I was sick of the abusive wrestling where you beat people up. Oh, we chased him out of the business. Boy, that, boy, that'll that teach him a lesson. Oh, yeah, he exposed the business. would beat him up. Or... The whole hot dog and a handshake thing, like, why are you thinking broke all the time? Like, oh, I got a hot dog and a handshake. I was like, why are you thinking broke? Why don't you sell hot dogs? You'll make a hundred bucks. The guy that sold hot dogs made a hundred bucks that day and you made nothing and you got a hot dog at the end, one of the leftover hot dogs. And then I, and then I made this long post on Facebook. You guys might've seen it. And then at the end I said, by the way, check out my new website, hotdogandhandshake.com. Yeah. Because you guys are so busy making jokes, I decided to go make a business opportunity out yeah. of it. And yeah. And then I actually – actually, a buddy of mine said I was so inspired by that. He goes, I, I picked up hotdogsandhandshakes.com and hotdogandhandshake.com. <laughs> so we've got the market cornered on that. So That's
1: awesome. That's but that's
2: – but again, like Cornette, when he was screaming about Outlaw Mud Shows, he bought outlawmudshows.com. Like you guys got to – not you guys, not you two, but – yeah. People are so worried about, it's the same thing as popping the boys at a show. You're so busy about cutting up and I'm a poor wrestler and oh, we're such a joke and we're so pathetic that you're not looking for the money all around you. You know, there's an old uh, story called Acres of Diamonds. It's on YouTube, look it up. It's not a a long story, it's about five minutes long. And it's just basically a story about there's money in your backyard and you're not even seeing it. And that's what I keep trying to teach people. If you don't wanna go to WWE, I am not. I don't hate your guts. If you don't want to go to AEW, I don't hate you. I want to help you. Here, here's, how, here's how you do it. If you want to just go around the independents, that's fine. If you want to just travel once in a while, that's okay too. And here's how you make money at it. Here's how you travel better. Here's how you're able to like take your wife on a little mini vacation and wrestling will pay for it. Not, and all of a sudden, she'll want to go to wrestling instead of, instead of hassling you about it. But the reason she's hassling about you about it is because you're not making any damn money at it. So if you start making damn, you start making some damn money at it, she won't hassle you as much. <laughs> so it, it's, it's all a big circle, but that's, that's why I'm starting this. And it's, and, and I'm frustrated. I'm not frustrated. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy frustrated. I'm not sad yeah. frustrated, but, um, that, that, that's, that, that's all this is. This business is not different from any other business, from the TV business, from the radio business, from the furniture business. You, you, you. You serve your customers like crazy. You give them tremendous value for their money. They'll be happy to pay. And not only will they happy to pay, they'll be fans for life. That's what you need to do. Instead of back back talking people on social media, instead of talking about how great you are, that's fine in a wrestling contest. In a wrestling context, yeah, cut a promo. I'm the best. I'm going to be the champion. Great. But when you're talking to a promoter, you don't talk about I'm the best. I'm going to be the champion. <laughs> you talk about, hey, I'm going to push your show like no other guy your local guys won't push the show half as much as I will. I'm gonna cut promos. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm there and I've created the most value for you that I can so I can come back. And that's what wrestlers need to start doing if they're not doing it already.
3: Yeah.
1: Hey, so, uh, hey Gene, make sure we clip where we talked. he Bob said how good that question was. Clip that yep. and just play it over and over. Line. That's the highlight. I can that's my how's, it, how's video. this? How's
2: this? Guys, that question <laughs> you just asked me. It was fantastic. Thank you so
1: much. Say Charles, job, Charles to Say yes.
2: Charles <laughs> Chanders. Charles. That's what I that's
1: what I need.
2: Yes, Jim Randers. We were making fun of him about his
0: poor questions. So yeah. He's gonna wear this like a badge. Bob Evans said I had a great question that one time. Remember last year?
1: Remember
0: last year when Bob loved that question I had? Six
1: hundred and forty two. Two episodes in. <laughs> hey,
2: look, it just maybe you're improving. Uh, uh,
1: I doubt, it. <laughs> maybe, I doubt it. Maybe you'll ask <laughs> another
2: <laughs> question in 300 episodes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so a lot of this, do you think, is just uh, getting guys in the right mindset to where they look at it differently. They look at it as a business. They look at it as not just hey, it's this fun thing I do on the weekend. I mean, and if it if that is what it is, like you said, there's no there's no crime in that. But oh, like for instance, exactly. like my wife.
2: You know, she's a wrestling
0: fan, but she looks <laughs> at everything from a business perspective. So it. we go to shows, and when it's over, and we're driving home, you know, she's like, "This guy has this gimmick. Why wouldn't you market this on your gimmick table? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't the promotion do this? It fits into what they're doing. They could make money off of. it. They can make money. There's all these missed opportunities. And I'm like, Babe, I don't, I don't know why. You <laughs> know, I mean, their mind don't work like yours. I guess I don't know, but um, I guess that's a lot of what you're doing, right? Is having uh-huh. people look at the big picture and see where the money is in what you're doing
2: you go big it's it's what i call big to small big to you go big big to small and then small to big right so you start big you go big picture like you said that's a good way of saying it so you say big picture i'm not a wrestler i am a an entertainer i'm a person who it, it does something that gets noticed in a good way and i can sell merchandise off of that because i provide people with a good experience now all of a sudden you're standing in front of 7 billion people instead of 47 broke people at a local wrestling show. So that's why you have to put yourself out on. That's why you have to have your own website because Facebook could decide one day they don't like you anymore and just say goodbye. So, and if you're on your own website, then now you can kind of run your own pirate ship as Adam Carolla says on his podcast, you know? So that's the biggest thing. And then, yeah, your wife is hundred percent correct. Why aren't people seeing this? Is it, a, is it an, an insincerity thing? Is it an insecurity thing where they're like, man, who would buy shirts of me? I say turn that question around. Who wouldn't buy shirts of you? So this is where you have to start small again and go, what can I do? What can I do? Can I? Oh, that guy almost got hit by an <laughs> 18-wheeler. It wasn't me then. wasn't me though. You'd think if an 18-wheeler is a foot away from you and beeping, you'd think you'd move over, but that guy just dug his heels in. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, but you start, again, this is, you go, you think big, big picture, right? And then you go small and say, what can I do? Dogs barking. What can I do? Oh, hang on. ADHD, sorry. But (coughs) you think small. What can I do as one person to serve the rest of the community? First, we start with wrestling, then we start with the rest of the world. Or... You can start with the rest of the world and narrow it down to wrestling too. It's fine, um, but think about all the shirts that are hot sellers that were at hot sellers at hot topic. That, the Bullet Club shirt, Bullet Club could be rap, it could be a rock, sh- it could be a it could be a band, it could be a movement, it could be a Black Lives Matter thing, it could be a anti Black Lives Matter thing, it could be a, just a cool badass. You know, could be a horror show thing, could be a Halloween thing, could be an army thing. You know, military. So think about how, you know, just like Austin 316, like everybody knew what Austin 3, I mean, wrestling was red hot, but you know, if Austin had put out another shirt, he would have sold a lot of shirts too, but that shirt just caught on because it was so, it was so understated and so basic. Yeah. So that's, again, I don't know why people aren't looking. I think it's either laziness and I hate to pick on people for laziness because I've had my lazy moments too, but. If you're going to do this anyway, because you said there's no reason that people are doing it for fun. I agree. But if you're going to wrestle anyway, don't you want to make some money at it? Like, that's mm. how I keep asking. And I'm not being sarcastic or like a wise ass or mean. I'm just saying, wouldn't you rather make 50 than lose 50? Wouldn't you rather, even if you just make 30 bucks, like that buys pizza the next day for the kids at lunch or yeah. something? I mean, yeah. Wrestling will, you, wrestling will give you something. I yeah. mean, any and what if you start making 150, 200 bucks by accident? God forbid. you know now you can actually do a car payment and if you wrestle once a month and you make a car payment and pay your car with wrestling what's wrong with that yeah that's fine that's success in my book it's not wwe but hey so what i get to go home and be home with my kids or be ready for church on sunday or whatever whatever your thing is you know or just work work my regular job that i really like or do whatever i do but i still wrestle and i wrestle for fun and that's fine too. You know, again, I try to serve three markets, your weekend guys who work just once or twice a month, your traveling guys who work, you know, three, four, five times a month and your full timers, you know, the guys that are just wrestling a hundred shows a month, hundred, hundred shows a month, that'd be a lot, hundred shows a year, <laughs> you know, like, so, I mean, do WWE guys and AEW guys need my service? No. Cause they've already figured it out. But I bet if they get back on the Indies, they get let go, things change. But they've already kind of started thinking of this. Look at, look at Brian and Matt with the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Look at Jericho. Look at all these guys that kind of set themselves up before they left Vince McMahon. That, that was all on purpose. Right. That wasn't. That wasn't. And that wasn't necessarily I'm going to get fired. But it was like, what if, if I give myself options, I'm not pressured to do everything that Vince says. I can walk yeah. away. Yeah. Not lose my job. Right. Well, but if you, so what if you lose your job? Yeah, exactly. They're set up everybody used to panic about, everybody used to panic about getting fired by WWE. I'm ruined. I'm ruined. I'll I'll never, and then they'd go and they'd, you know, bilk bilk, uh, the promoters around the country for a year, kill them for all kinds of crazy prices, and then burn their bridges and be done in a year. You don't have to be like that anymore. Plus, the people that are getting let go now are 28, 30, 32. You still have a long time, a long life to live. You still have a yeah. lot of opportunities. So, and I just don't think you have to be that person anymore. If WWE lets you go, that's a, that's a lesson. It might be a hard lesson. It might be disappointing, heartbreaking, but it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. Look at Matt Hardy. He just keeps leaving companies and joining another company and kicking ass. And, you know, and, and, and rest his soul, I mean, Luke Harper made the right decision. He just had health issues and, you know, passed and, I feel terrible for his family, but look how much of a look how much of a look how much of an impact of an inspiration he was in the few months he was in AEW. Yeah. yeah. What a quality human being he was. And I, I only yeah. met him a couple times. He was great. But I really I'd be lying if I said I was friends with him. But he he affected a lot of my friends. And wouldn't you rather be that guy than the guy who gets let go and starts burning bridges everywhere and just takes a bunch of money from promoters and there's still people that subscribe to that theory and i just think it's terrible they'll give a bad seminar just tell stories for an hour and a half and <laughs> take 40 bucks and like i don't i like stories man i do i i and you can learn from stories but teach me te- if you're going to tell me a story tell me a story about how you failed and then tell me a story about how you succeeded and tell me a story how you turn this opportunity into money that kind of stuff you know well, I mean, look like at the
0: guys the guys that left lost their jobs and went on the indies and went around the world and raised their stock and came back in a better position. Like you know, Drew McIntyre is probably the best sure. example of that. But you know, guys that did and you know, like you're saying, they went out, did the right things, and and actually upped their value during that time away how, and came back in a better position.
2: You how know? about a guy that you guys are familiar with, but not a lot of the country is familiar with? How about a guy like Danny Birch, Martin Stone? Talk about a guy who went and reinvented himself. I, I was fortunate enough to wrestle Martin in uh, Georgia, and it was a super fun match. a talented man. Like I, didn't, I know Biff I knew because Biff was from Biff grew up two towns from me. and I knew Biff, I've, I've wrestled Biff for an hour. Biff's awesome. So I knew Biff really well, but I didn't know Martin well at all. And then I just said, this guy's cool. Like he, he, he introduced himself to me. He's like, "Hey, man, I've been reading your stuff and you're cool, you know cool. I, you know let's you, And we just sat and we chatted one day at the show after we wrestled. Cause after you wrestle somebody, you kinda get more respect for him usually. So and we just started talking and chatting and getting to know each other and we've kept in touch and man, I was super happy for him when he won the tag belts. But boys, he worked his behind off to get there. You know, he was uh he was the lowest of the low when he got let go. And he lost fifty pounds and, you know, figured out his style and he didn't really change who he was. He just got better at figuring out who he was. And, you know, he said, Yeah, I was bitter and I was lazy and I just he was never a mean guy, but he just wasn't in the right frame of mind. Then he just kind of you know, took a few months and got himself back in. And then he was, what, a year and a half, two years later, man, he's a tag champ. Three years later, he's a tag champ. So God bless him, man. That's yep. He's a success story. Like, and Drew, obviously, but Drew, the first day he left, he said, I'm going to go. He said it out loud. Yeah. He said, I'm going to go reinvent myself. I'm going to give back to the indies. I'm going to wrestle matches I wasn't allowed to do. Um and he didn't really badmouth the company. He just put him put a challenge on himself, and he said, "I'm going to go kick ass, and you know, kind of be the guy that Vince McMahon thought I was in 2009, 2010, and now I'm going to turn into that guy because Vince loved him, but he just he lost a lot of faith in in Drew and, you know for whatever reason, who knows? Yeah. But now this guy's going 30 miles an hour in rain. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this so is fascinating. Uh... You, you he didn't even clean bit his of... windows off.
2: We have a <laughs> bit of rain. this is this is New England, guys. You get an inch of snow, that's like summertime. So, you know, it's got to even clean his windshield off, fools. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> okay. So, you said now you have a podcast and how often do you do these podcasts? Well, it... we're
2: doing we're just doing stuff directly on the rest of right now and okay. then we're kind of putting a few things out on YouTube and I'm going to start an audio thing too. I'm going to start doing um I'm going to start doing another podcast called Wrestlepreneur, where it's going to be guys who are kind of making making money at wrestling um, and, and not necessarily the way you think they might be or, you know, they're selling cool merch or they're finding – like, I, I do it a bunch of different ways. So that's okay. – I'm you know, I'm – so I'm going to – that one is – and a lot of my stuff, even though I charge for the WrestleLife.com site, uh, site a lot of the stuff is free. Yeah. And, Um, I don't think you guys, I I think you guys know me long enough to know that I, I I don't have a problem putting out free lessons for people. So, but this is just a way to get deeper into it. So, um, but we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk to people who you may not have heard of who can help you get better. And if they don't know how to help you get better, I will translate their mission and their style or whatever they do. And I will tell you, Hey, how do you do this? And they'll say, I do it this way. And I'll say, okay, guys, do it, do it how they did it and now you're going to get better and everybody will kind of figure it out. So that's, that's where we're, that's where we're headed. So yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting guys. I mean, it's uh, I'm, I'm glad I finally got the kick in the butt to do it. And you know, I've been playing with websites and I trust me, me on a website is scary trying to make one, but (laughs) I I figured out, I got one that kind of helps do it for me. So that helps a lot. Um, So, but yeah, that's uh, that's, that's where we are, you know, just uh, like I said, most of our stuff premieres exclusively on the WrestleLife.com. I got my buddy Wildman Congo and we watch a match every week from the big guys like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior or Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles um, versus uh, oh, who's that other guy? Christopher Daniels. <laughs> You know, so we'll watch a match like that and we'll tell you as a young wrestler what you should be looking for, what they did, what they did right. What, it, usually they don't do much wrong, but what they did right, what, why they did what they did, the, the reason why what you're doing and what they're doing is different, and you should study this and do it their way, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, it's been really cool. You know, it's just a little audio track and we watch, you know, the, 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 you know we kind of do what Conrad and Tony do and all that. We watch it, it's a little watch along. And uh, it's cool. So, cool. you know, so and, and like I said, we got the classes in there and stuff and I'll keep doing my thing. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's actually it's actually the WrestleLife.com. dot com. Bam.
1: Oh, yeah. Smokey. Smokey the cat just absolutely right. Smokey the cat just absolutely killed it. He's our producer. Just he's he doesn't have thumbs. Um, so yeah, Smoky, a little Smokey,
2: bit. don't let him get to you. I, <laughs> that same, I own the damn site and I make that mistake all the time. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you, sir. Uh, thank you Smokey. <laughs>
1: The <laughs> um so the WrestleFife.com once yes, again. I, I love the idea. I've I've talked to my friends about doing this, and I'm glad you heard me, all the fan mail I've been sending you about this site. Um yes. so it's easy, it's, it's super easy to log on. I haven't quite been able to do it yet because I'm lazy, as lazy but as everyone because, else is. But not
2: be, but not because it's it's hard to do. No,
1: I'm and I'm lazy.
2: <laughs> I, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Uh, but we have yeah, we have a special right now, and the special ends January 31st. I'm actually gonna put a little ticking clock up there. Perfect. Um in the next uh in, in the next little while. But February 1st, we go up to $49. But right okay. now, $49 a month, but right now, guys, you get it for $25 a month, and as long as you don't cancel, you get that $25 a month for free. And by the way, my plan is to get this site up to $99 or $199 a month because that's how much value I'm going to be adding. Good. And you'll still get it for $25 a month as long as you don't cancel. So this is, And this is not a sales pitch. It goes up to $49 on February 1st, I promise you. So, um, And again, to me, um, I know guys aren't always used to spending money for stuff, but trust me, I've spent money to get this all set up. And if I didn't spend the money to learn from people, boy, would it have taken me a lot longer. So I can tell you that this just reinforced uh, my opinion that I'm doing the right thing. So just like I said, give it a shot and you can cancel if you'd like. You're just going to have to come in, pay the higher price later. But if you just want to use it for a month and grab, you know, all the education you can in a month, that's fine. I got no problem with that. But yeah, just uh, go in and uh, it'll tell you right up top. It'll say, I want to save 50% off. And you just go and you click that and it'll tell you right where to go. And we're adding stuff. Every single week, I'm like I said, I'm doing two classes this week on one on sales and marketing, one on branding. So it's just going to keep coming. It's just going to keep coming. We're going to keep adding stuff. I still have a piece that I haven't. I will. I will announce it here. Um, Kevin Kelly has decided to jump in with us. Um, Kevin's one of my best friends in wrestling, the former producer for WWE and the current English-speaking uh, commentator. He's over there at uh, Wrestle Kingdom right now. But Kevin's going to start doing promos. I can guarantee you about half the people on NXT and all over the, the business that are cutting great promos can be traced back to Kevin. Kevin is was the unsung man at Ring of Honor about getting people to do money promos, and he's probably the fir- first, second, or third top promo coach in the world. So we're going to have Kevin be putting his classes in there, too, and then you guys will really know what to do wrestling-wise. So yeah. um, that's coming soon, but... And again, no extra charge. It'll be part of the subscription. So
1: 25, $25 a month, that's the gym membership most people are not using currently. So if you're not using your gym membership, cancel that thing and just go <laughs> use thewrestleoff.com because it's going to be
2: then you'll be, be making more money and you'll be able to afford the even Then you'll
1: be able to afford the nice gym. Yeah. Boom. Yes,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> so again, folks, to reiterate what Bob just said, if you join before the 31st, you're locking this in for $25 a month. So it doesn't matter once Kevin Kelly and these guys join if it shoots up to $150 a month, he's telling you right now you're locked in at 25. Oh, and so by the way, now's I'm the sorry. Time.
2: that was great. That was that was excellent. Thank you. Uh, by the way, um, I didn't even tell you the other part. Uh, I know it sounds like I just keep bring, Oh, I got more <laughs> It's <exciting>. a QPC <laughs> channel. Yeah, exactly. So, but this is real. Um, we haven't even launched the other part of our site. The other part of our site is the in-ring part, because when I, when they run around and they try to call me Tony Robbins, I just show up and say, yeah, by the way, I was, I'm like a Kowalski descendant and I know my stuff and like, I'll just blast you with that too. So we're going to have a ton of in-ring stuff too. Once we can open up and get to gyms and get to, um, actual in-ring stuff, we're going to have classes on how to be a heel, how to be a babyface, how to sell. Um, this will not be a replacement for wrestling school. I'm not even going to, I would never, I would never tell somebody that in, 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 seriousness or kidding either way. Um, but I will tell you that this will be an excellent supplement. And, um, I'm also going to be putting out uh, pro wrestling, pro wrestling school lesson plans. So wrestling schools can improve their, their business too. And like I said, guys, I'm just going to keep, just going to keep pumping out that quality content. And I want you guys to be proud of me because you guys put a lot of time into me today. So that's why I want to do it, you know. And by the way, I want to know, you guys did such a nice plug for me. What can I do for you guys? What can I do to help you guys today? Is there something I can do? Is there a piece of advice you can, you can ask me specific to your business? That I can coach you on right now.
1: Uh, buy a Charles Sanders koozie on the <laughs> GP storefront.
0: Jesus, Charles! <laughs> Here we've got this great opportunity for Bob to help us, and and that's what you want him to buy a five dollar koozie. <laughs> <is you. laughs>
2: But Jeez. see, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to feed the man a fish. I want to teach uh, the man a
0: fish. So, uh, uh, so let me, let's, let's just for bigger. con just for context here, Bob. Let me show you what he's trying to get you to buy. <laughs> okay. That that koozie on the right. Yeah, that's Smokey, our, yeah. our producer on the left, and then that's Charles on the right. I don't. Know oh if my
2: goodness! That is. So uh, let's tough. bring you the big
0: picture yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, do, do you want a drink out of that?
2: I mean, give well, me a uh, break. You know, the, uh, <laughs> it shows uh, he works out. <laughs> what, that was sure that out at one time.
1: <laughs> Not anymore. Several years ago. Well You don't put it. the
2: new picture up. You put the, good,
1: you <laughs> That'll put the see, good picture up. He gets the gimmick. He gets the gimmick. I get was. it. So, uh,
0: <laughs> so we're trying to, you know, we're trying to build an audience here. Obviously, sure. you know, we, we're ten, we eleven episodes in as of tonight.
2: Oh, not 642
0: not sick. We're we're a few shy of 642. Uh, but the one thing that I've been, I've been doing podcasts off and on since like 2007, back when it was just me, Colt Cabana and three other people. Sure. Before everybody on earth had a freaking podcast. Right. But one thing that, that killed me over time is like I say, inconsistency. We do it for a while and it wouldn't do it. So we're doing every Sunday night live at 7 PM central. Um, So we know that's part of the puzzle, but what's some tips you can give us to help build an audience to help get this thing going?
2: Here's the biggest thing you already hit upon it is uh, you have to be prolific and you have to be consistent. I want to see if you have to buy ads on Facebook, buy ads on Facebook. Um, But you also have to, I mean, do you guys tackle national? I'm not saying you have to tackle it, but do you guys tackle national wrestling stuff or you guys basically independent wrestling and, down south or we've been uh, keeping
0: it independent for the most okay. part you know we will have a guest on we'll talk to them about you know their career what they've got going on and then we're we're sure. trying to at the end uh start talking about some things and, and we've been debating whether we want to go national or keep it local or no, i've
2: stopped i don't want you to think i'm driving with no hands <laughs> i pulled over so i'm fine so well uh, the biggest thing is uh prolific really just means you just put out a lot of content right now. I don't want you to just spam people. I want you to put good stuff, but you have to be always advertising. You should probably be posting. If you don't really want to, if you don't either have to do it through time, time or money. Right. And if you don't want to spend a lot of money on this right now, I certainly understand. Um, but you have to put in time and you have to be posted about it. I, I say, you know, we'll, we'll keep it clean here, but breakfast, lunch and dinner, and when you go number two in the bathroom and you have an extra couple of seconds, and you sit down and relax for a minute, so at least four or five times, you know, the th- throughout the day, to post, right. I have a website. I mean, I have a website. I have a podcast. I have come see us. Come listen to us. You won't believe what Charles said. You know, Charles asked his, for, you know, like you guys were joking with him before, but you wouldn't believe the, you know, Charles, that's a great question, Charles, in <laughs> you know, this big graphic with me saying, that's a great question, Charles. And, you know, and what was the question that Charles asked? You know, that kind of a thing, like kind of right. a little bit provocative, you know, yeah. be cute about it. You guys seem to have, you know, you guys have, you guys do have a sense of humor. So you seem to take it lightly, which is good without being just comedy and making fun of wrestling. So that's the thing just and then you have to find your style and then you just have to every Sunday you have to show up every Sunday you can't not show up Sunday and if you if you don't show up Sunday you have to say we taped this on Saturday and here it is you can't just you can't just leave people with no content because they will leave you faster than you've you'll imagine but if you keep if you just do it consistently and then find a way to monetize it you know with your silly you know koozies and all that stuff. Right. That's fine, but come up with a come up with a catchphrase. Come up with a you know come up with something that the boys always talk about, and come up with a cool T-shirt. And it doesn't even have to have much to do with you. You can just put your logo at the bottom. And if it's a cool you know hot dog and a handshake, that whole thing, you know that doesn't yeah. really have a lot to do with the wrestle life. It's the anti wrestle life. But um it was really a point just to show marketing that these guys dropped the ball on an opportunity that was right in front of their face. So. Where where are the opportunities that are here for you? Something with you know, you know something where you guys have a catchphrase. Now don't try to go viral. There's no such thing, but consistency, like you said, Gene, is really the biggest thing. And then find a way to monetize it when the time is right. If something comes along naturally, and then find ways to maybe do one live. And even if you fall on your face and there's eight people there, so what? No witnesses. If you had a bad yeah. <laughs> eight witnesses, right. that's it. Do it before a show. Yeah. You know, ask if you can host the show. No, really ask if you can host a wrestling show. Hey, we're part of the wrestling community. Here we are. Ask if you can do, you know, a, a ring announcing out saying or ask if you, and it doesn't have to be a joke. You don't have to be in an angle. Just find ways you can be involved with re- wrestling and wrestlers in the area and just keep building it up and realize that you're kind of doing, you're a niche of a niche. So that's Okay. Just remember how many fans you need to do it, and then find ways for fans to spend money on that. It's not about money in the beginning, but I'm going to say the same thing I would to an independent, independent wrestler. If you're going to podcast anyway, you might as well try to make some money at it. But to do that, you have to create great value for your customers. Everybody that that podcast podcasts with you as a customer, and they're not just a listener. They're a potential customer. Right now, right now they're a listener, right? But eventually, right. they're going to be a, 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 a customer in your pod. We've been talking a lot about pods with pandemics, but we can talk about pods with... Hey, maybe you have 1500 listeners, 1500 listeners paying you a hundred bucks, that's a lot of money, guys, it's 150 grand. So, yeah. um, you got to look at it that way. You can't look at that as, oh, I'm just making, you know, I'm just podcasting and this is cool. And we just do this for the boys or we do this for ourselves. That's good to start, but that's going to go away. Cause it's like, I'm taking a lot of time and am taking time away from my family or other things, you know? So find a way to, when you get to it, build up an audience. And like I said, if you can invest a little money in Facebook ads and things like that, do that. Or, you know, the 10 craziest things that happen on the show, click here, get on our email list and then build an email list. If you build an email list then that'll help you get a following and the email people will be warm leads for you. And again, everything I do pumps, pumps you into a funnel or pumps you into sales. Um, but, It doesn't have to be necessarily about sales but if you want more listeners then just go get more listeners please listen to our show you won't be disappointed you won't you know i i liked there was one on i remember conrad thompson had one and it was the guys were saying like we're not jaded we're not cynical we're not there to make fun of wrestling or overly criticize it. we analyze wrestling and i was like that's cool because i like people that analyze sports i don't like people that aren't in sports that knock it that bothers me so but if you're in sports and you knock it." You know, I, I'm okay with that. But, you know, I, I have people that do sports for the Red Sox, Bruins, Patriots, and all that. And the ones that are played football, when they say the Patriots did good or bad at football, that may, that means something to me. When the guy that just watched it growing up said the Patriots did bad or good at football, <laughs> that's like me saying it. It doesn't mean anything. So, right. again, find your niche, serve your market really well, and tell people about your show. Do not be afraid to create awareness. Here's how I look at it. If you guys have 10, uh, if there's 5,000 people, you have 5,000 friends on Facebook, five, you're you're lucky, super lucky. It's your best day of your life if 5% of those people see your, your post. And right. then 5% of those people are actually going to click on your post. So now you're talking about a really, really tiny audience, right? So if you do that, how many times do you have to do that to get, uh, what, 140 times, 100 times to get your whole audience? You're not going to post that much you're going to post four or five times a day and it's not going to be spam and just the same. you know, be creative with it, have three or four different ideas of your posts. You don't have to come up with 90 a month, but come up with some different ones and rotate them, you know? And, and, and then once you get into and push people to emails, we have a free gift for you. We have a free something for you. That doesn't, yeah. it can be a piece of content or it can be, we have an exclusive interview with Bob Evans telling us how to do our podcast or whatever, something that serves your customers well, or just, a cool member of Alabama wrestling that never talks to anyone. And he sat down and talked to us for an hour and that's cool. We want to give it to you for free. You're not, don't hide anything right now. There's nothing for you to sell yet, but put, put people in a position to follow you. And then, and then at Christmas time you come out with an ugly sweater with your faces on it. And you, all of a sudden you sell 87 sweaters all of a sudden, and you paid yourself for the year, you know? So just think about it that way, you know, and it doesn't always have to be clothes, but I'm just, or koozie yeah. or anything but really that's the biggest thing guys is being prolific and being consistent and then figuring out a way to monetize your audience when they're they're loyal enough and they care enough about you so i hope that answered your question
0: absolutely that's that's definitely solid advice and, and the kind of thing we're looking for right now so we Good. appreciate well, that
2: as you know i'm happy to do this so and, and you know what are you doing back there Xander? But I can't hear him. This is great. He's, good job. He's muted. Good. So good job.
1: I've got myself uh, muted. I've I'm enjoying this. This has been a great podcast. Poor, poor audio. Flapping,
2: and all of a sudden, I see you flapping
1: your arms. And what are you? <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> so this is. I mean, hey, and Uh-oh. you know, we. This is oh, yeah. This best, is live, by the way.
2: Interview. And this is this is early. This, he said this is the best interview this year so far in 2021. Isn't that yep. what
0: I said? Scott <laughs> yeah. Morgan says, hey, "Thank Eddie. you, Bob. You're a true professional." So, oh, yeah. and he says, <laughs> "PS, the the smoky koozie is way better."
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Smile. Well, anyway. Thank you,
2: Scott. I appreciate that, my friend. Uh,
1: Bob, this has been a great time. I've had. Super fun. I, I throw my hands up a lot. I talk with my hands. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. But I appreciate uh, it. I've, i this is everything. Whenever I reach out to you, I was hoping this was going to be more. It was, um, it was going to be like a conversation to where we got to really, because I've got to be in a locker room with you at Pro South a couple of times. And it's always like my favorite locker room to be in. It's always, except you I and, keep
2: hitting, except I keep hitting my head in the attic. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> Everyone yeah. has. Don't worry about that. Um, like, I, I hope that I hope that you get back down to the South a lot sooner rather than later on. Yeah. Yeah, And, and and anybody needs to hit him up. (laughs) Anybody who needs a good tag team, him and Tim Hughes, I hope y'all are still tagging. Y'all are. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Tim's, uh,
2: Tim's, Tim's Tim's situation is a little different and Tim's a little more, I'm not saying he's skittish or nervous, but Tim's just a little bit more careful about, because Mm -hmm. of the people, um, his grandmother is very elderly and his mom mm-hmm. is, is a little more susceptible. So Tim's going to wait till this is kind of yeah. really blown over. I'm a little more gung ho. Um, I've asked my, my parents are in my pod cause they live right down the street from me and they take care of the kids all the time and all that. Mm-hmm. So I've asked my parents, is it okay if I go do this and do that? And they said, yeah, as long as you know, and I'm, I'm essential and I'm worked very close with nursing homes. So I'm hoping I get the vaccine or earlier than sooner than later. They're actually, the pharmacy I work work for exclusively for America is actually trying to get us, uh, the vaccine as soon as possible. So, but we'll see, you know, it, it, I'm going to get out there as soon as I can. Uh, I will not stop touring. Um, I'm glad I'll just have cooler stuff to talk about and (laughs) a little more. One of the things I did look at in the pandemic, um, is that I, I need to be a little bit more organized and have a little bit more organized seminar and, you know, but I'll get that done. I've already done a good job, kind of organizing my content. God forbid. Mm-hmm. So, if I can get that all done, that's great. So, yeah, yeah. I, I I love Ace and Amy, and I love going down there and well, you New know, South got... and then Dump. I love seeing yeah. Dump and New. Yeah, all the Souths. I love all the South wrestlers. All the Souths. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of
1: and <laughs> and New South
2: uh, in <laughs> in Kentucky. James, I, I love him too. So. I actually thought about, I wanted to do a, a New South versus New South. Uh, <laughs> I did. I wanted to do a New South yeah. versus New South feud. Yeah. yeah. So they were up for it. And then pandemic. So what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. It happens.
0: So. Well, if there's anybody in the wrestling business who, uh, from the wrestling side of things, is, is an essential worker, I would say you qualify as being uh, essential to the wrestling business as well. So it's great that oh, you've yeah. been able to stay exactly. out there on the road right now as we speak uh, <laughs> oh, out there. Yeah. So, uh Thanks for doing this, man. I, yeah. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, we've been excited about this show, and and you definitely delivered, uh, and then some. So uh, please, uh, please join us again in the future. Yes. We, we, I we love having I, you.
2: I gave you guys some homework for the next, uh, you know. I'm joining. So, I'm joining Resolov you. immediately. You'll dig it, man. I, I oh, promise. I love- and i got i got media classes coming too i got radio dj's that make six figures and they're coming they're coming okay. to talk too baby so All straight. um but we're uh, yeah we're going to we're going to have uh, a lot of cool stuff i don't want to sell anybody on this anymore but if you guys, <laughs> I, you guys have homework to do i'm come, i'll come back in about 90 days i want to see where you're following i'll see where you following is Oof. and we'll and i'll see and i'll do my homework too we'll we'll, we'll keep each other accountable I'm going to grow my good. membership and you guys are going to grow your side too. Yep. And then we'll compare notes and see where we did awesome. well and where we didn't do well. And, uh, hopefully we'll, maybe I'll be able to give you guys a hug in, in, in person at that point. That'd be great. Right. So
3: absolutely. absolutely.
2: Yeah, man. All
0: right, All right Bob, guys. you stay safe out there and, and thank you once again. And, uh, we'll see you in God 90 bless days. You
2: guys. I love you. I'll see you guys soon. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Take care.
0: Bye, Bye. 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 Awkward
1: transition. Uh-huh. Also,
0: awesome. uh, screen froze for a minute. But, you
1: know. <laughs> Perfect timing. Bad. What a what a great interview. I, that I was that, that was very good. Every every week we come in. We're not we're not pessimistic. We're just worried because we're we're unbelievably ill prepared. But once again, our guest pulls through.
0: And and then yeah. you know you never know how the technology is going to do. And there was considering he was driving <laughs> up north. There was very little glitching right there. Considering yeah. you know. The bun couldn't do it. In the driveway. <laughs> Bob Evans was just driving down the road traveling. Uh, yeah. Pretty yeah. solid. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, all right. So we got hmm. a few minutes here. So you mentioned at the top of the program that you were very sore. Um, you had not wrestled since when? October of 2019. So 2019. Year. Yeah. You did two matches last night at VCW, and I will clarify, that is Victory Championship Wrestling in Gadsden, not Venom Championship Wrestling in (laughs) Anniston. Thank God. And that's all we'll say about that. Uh, (laughs) Tell us about it.
1: Um, So, Johnny Slaughter and O'Hagan and a bunch of those guys have recently got a spot at the Gadsden Mall, which... You know, Gadsden has been kind of in a situation that man, these headphones are unbelievably uneven. Do you understand how bother that bad? That bothers me. Uh, so they uh, they have they they just got this place and it's at the VC or VCW is now at the mall. And I'm stuttering through this because the damn headset screwed me up. We had such a good interview, and i just gonna trash this last part. But we. uh they packed it out man they had they had enough to where they were having to add people and it was people still coming back post show like they set it up to where it was two separate shows we ran four matches the first one and then i think four matches the second one and i had first match on the card and then we had um a second match what the hell uh so, sorry, I was reading emails. <laughs> uh, genius. <laughs> genius. <laughs> so he's killing me all this. And I know. Uh, busted my balls. But uh, So we uh, we went out there, and they had more people come back for the second show. It re- went really smooth. They did a great job. Um, I faced – I had a singles match, first match, and then I was out there for Scott, and then me and him reunited the violent gentleman and – wrestled the tribe last night and won and man i it shows a year and a half i I still feel that like i still got the juice to be able to hit that hot tag and come in with a little bit of house fire but damn the next morning hurts i'm sore so
0: well you know it is you'll you'll build up the the tolerance the tolerance for it sooner sooner rather than later uh what's that Smokey? Okay, so Smokey says he, he, oh, he did so a
1: fan, did send him. You're not, just this shit, <laughs> a nice action
0: <laughs> shot from last night. There it is. <laughs>
1: that's worse than the other picture, or that's better than the other picture you had seen, probably.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. He said he's gonna try to make that available as an eight by ten. Yeah,
1: um, I certainly hope not. For he all calls this
0: fans. one Charlie Haim. So there is there is that one you cosplay oh, yeah. in of Char- uh, Christian Haim last night. That's a I've-
1: Jeremy's
0: a big fan of that picture. He wants a copy uh, of that one. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. I've got to cut weight. Okay. <laughs> I realized. I told Scott, man, I'm real fat. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. That's that's Wicked Nemesis who's put on 45 pounds in his face since the pandemic started. <laughs> Jeez. <so.
3: laughs>
1: okay. What? <laughs> well, I mean, cool. and, and for the audio listeners, uh, he was shitting on my weight, so he can kiss it.
0: So. Uh, for everybody who's commented tonight, we appreciate it. We weren't able to get as many up during the interview because Bob was driving. I didn't want him trying to read that as he was driving, <laughs> yeah, so for yeah. his safety, we we didn't put those up. So, uh, and and most of that was just everybody agreeing with you know what mm-hmm. Bob was saying. So yep. it didn't really, you know. Yeah, need I, I read through a lot of the comments. The screen, so. And
1: you know, yeah, you're right. It's but, uh, it's uh, we're looking at me and Gene. Gene touched about it a small bit on with uh, Bob during the interview, but we are in discussion with starting to do more of like an interview because that was, that was easy in an hour once again. And we were nervous. We were trying to set a little bit of a date on, because once again, this is the 11th, this is our 11th match in the podcast business. If you really look at it. So if we're trying to find a rhythm to where it'll be more entertaining for you guys, more of a, a better listen, a thing to where we're not so much worried about because the Facebook live aspect is something we enjoy and want to have conversations with the fans and with people who listen to the podcast, but we don't want it to be uh, we don't want the interviews to be lost on people because we're acknowledging, you know, the fact that people are, yeah, we agree with you. Cause you know, I hope so. I hope, I hope people are watching this to not disagree with us, but to kind of either, see a different side or to be like hey you know they're 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 producing good content let's reward these guys so yeah you
0: know, well i mean we're we're trying to per- perfect all this um you know uh we're we're trying some different things to see what works you know what, what an, you an know, interview for this portion of the show and then some freestyle talking at the end talking about you know, most recent show Charles did or <laughs> topic, you know, stuff like Bob yeah. just brought up. Maybe, maybe you guys want to hear, uh, some discussion about wrestling in general, whether it be local independent wrestling nation, you know, national wrestling, which, you know, I don't know that I'm qualified to talk about that. Cause I don't watch a lot of national wrestling. I'm not trying to be a, you know, jerk by saying that I watched AEW last Wednesday for the first time in a long time. And it was good. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I I can't promise you I'm going to watch it this week. Um, yeah. Um,
1: let me let me throw this out here to some of the people who might be listening on the podcast. And even right now, um, we'll throw this out here. Gene's been not only in the podcast game for a long time, but he's been in the business longer than that. And uh, Jesus is in great shape. Just ring rust. He can bite me. Okay. My feel that lip's bleeding. Huh, that's weird but uh hard way <laughs> no i <laughs> blame the hard way that's how mad wicked made me i just started bleeding from my tooth
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh dude y'all if y'all wanna if y'all want us to review y'all stuff send it to us we'll find a way to like even if it's just a small small review of us being like hey look really enjoyed this match y'all go check this guy out we'll put y'all over on here we don't care a bit we'll we'll link matches we'll we'll Promote you in front of people that we're talking to, like we do that already. But if y'all want to hear what we think or anything like that, because that's, God dog, that's really bothering me. We, I mean,
0: we just want this <laughs> show. We want this show to be entertaining. We want it to be what mm-hmm. everybody wants it to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, and I think uh Bob touched upon some good suggestions, and he kind of picked up on the fact that, you know, we're having fun and we're, you know we make fun of each other and you know, stuff like that. And so we want it, we don't want it to be all serious interviews through the whole show every week, but we don't want it to be us goofing off for an hour. So we're trying to find that perfect balance of informative, but fun bullshitting and not, Not you know, so, so we're, and we've discussed, uh, some options of maybe, uh, recording some interviews during the week and like, kind of like standalone things that aren't necessarily going to be shown on the live mm-hmm. uh, broadcast. Yeah. Poor jeans, jeans,
1: jeans, stumbling through this, which is perfect. No, um, no it's trying it, yeah. not to
0: hiccup on the fucking air, but <laughs> it's been
1: real. It's been real hard on him today, <laughs> but
0: you know, I, I have considered what, and I know you laughed at it when he said it and, but you know, I've considered at some point, once we get this down, finding out what kind of equipment it would take and maybe trying to get a promotion to let us do a live show Absolutely. either before or after their show or at the intermission or something, mm-hmm. you know, like that, to be able to, you know, get out and uh, do this in front of an audience and gauge just how well people are taken yep. to it. Maybe reach some new people that haven't found us on Facebook. Yep. Maybe we need to get a website. Maybe we need to get, you know, put something besides just this, facebook blog you know facebook live i don't know but we're we're going to continue to keep you know trying new things and let us know what you like and let us know what you don't like but um next week cabana man dan's going to be here looking forward to that it's going to be a fun interview oh yeah um i've had cabana man dan on my various podcasts over the years always a good time and then of course on the 17th we'll have Tyler Colpret or Tyler Culprit, whichever you prefer. On the 24th of January, we'll have the New South champion, Derek Neal. And then on the 31st, we're going to have Chris Stiles here. So uh, we've got some stuff uh, in the works for February that we'll announce uh, going forward. Uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) So let's see here. Uh, Hold My Beer Hanson's coming up before long, but... (laughs) As he says, no, nah, fuck that hold my beer hanson guy. Don't go to his Facebook or follow him on Instagram That's at Hansen Beer Man.
1: Yep. Thankfully. Thankfully Sam, Sam Sam Skaggs gets it. Don't worry about the Hold My Beer Hansons Instagram at holdmybeerhand at Instagram.com. Don't worry about that. Don't go follow it. That would be awesome. But
0: if you're not yeah, following yeah. him and if you're not friends with him on Facebook, you're missing out. He's had some fun videos up in the past week or two. That i have thoroughly enjoyed go check that shit out don't listen to him go follow him <laughs> go at him and you're gonna see him here on this show very soon not just in the comments but actually yep. on the show but you heard what mr evans was telling us about what we need to do well we were already a step ahead of him as we kind of pointed out we got merch now folks you can buy shit from us and it is very reasonably priced because we price it cheap. <laughs> Just because we want you to be able to get it and show support for the show without having to pay the thirty dollars that it costs you to go get shirts at Pro Wrestling Tea sometime. Although I'm, I have a Pro Wrestling Tea store too, but <laughs> not, it you know I'm just saying. Uh, so let's take a look at a couple of the products that we have available. We have, boom, masks. A couple of weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. Charles made an impassioned plea to everybody to wear masks. So now you can not only wear a mask and not spread COVID, but you can also promote the show. How cool is that? You can get a t-shirt, the cheap Heat TV live t-shirt for only $20 all the way up to a five X. So no excuse. We got it in your size. Check this out. Boom. Koozies. All right. You got the angry, smoky can koozie that's got, (laughs) That famous good picture good of bye. our angry Goodbye. producer. And then check out what we got here. It's not a good Charles Xander's favorite picture. Brian Trammell's favorite picture we found out last week. The Heartbreak Xander's Can Koozie. For only $5, you can wrap Charles Xander's around your can and sip from him casually at any time you please. How's that for... And there's plenty of more stuff. Let me put the where's the scroll here? Hold up. Yeah, there you go. I'm all over the place right now. Yeah, so the, you can you can go right there, storefrontier.com slash cheap TV. We got t shirts, masks, koozies, and more coming very soon. Don't be surprised if sooner rather than later, boom, that's on a t shirt or a can cozy. As long as, it,
1: as long as nothing provocative is on someone's face, on a mask,
0: then I don't... Yeah, we at know. least had the decency not to put Thank that you. picture on a mask. Thank you. Yet. <laughs> because they wouldn't clear it, but we're working on getting that.
1: <laughs> we're working on getting it clear. Please yeah. no. Uh, I've asked Gene multiple times
0: to just There's... not... D- there's right. Xander's telling them, we're going to put that on a koozie and you're going to sell it. And then we're going to put it on a face mask and women and mostly men are going to wear that right <laughs> around their face. yeah, Just like in real life. Yeah. So.
1: It makes me not want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Huh. Uh, well, guys, uh, VCW is running weekly right now. Yes, cheap shit <laughs> equals cheap heat well, or cheap heat equals cheap shit. Come here, hey, um, yeah, give him one, give him a smoky. Come here, smoky. Yeah, get that. Yeah, get smoky on the screen to show Scott our disapproval in his cheap shit because it's not cheap, it's affordable. Okay, yes. it's not cheap, it's affordable yeah. and stylish, cheap, and- <laughs> hate affordable shit. Not- <laughs>
0: Affordable yeah. heat, cheap shit,
1: or yeah. however that would work. It's okay, man. After the wrestleoff, dot, or the uh, www.wrestleoff.com is oh, www. Fuck <laughs> me
0: for forgetting the okay. Just because I accidentally <laughs> clicked on Colby Casanza first, and you're already smirking about that.
1: Oh, what a great episode! Nothing makes it better than watching
0: Smokey do a
1: poor job at producing because it just makes me happy. But uh, so VCW is running for the rest of this month. Um, I don't know if we're going to be there just yet. We have been in conversation. Um, we had a great time, me and Scott had an absolute great time. I'm sore, Scott's unbelievably sore, but we won two out of the three matches. Of course, I lost my singles match. But uh we man that that locker room's got a lot of passion. They love wrestling. They uh got a lot of work, but they've got a lot of passion and I think those guys are going to be willing to put in uh the work. I know a lot of other shows ran this week. And so I didn't really get to It's kind of tough because I'm already pretty unobservant as it is and then to, you know, I'm not really following a lot of the Alabama stuff now. I'm, I'm gonna get better at watching some more of the AEW and WWE. I'm trying to uh, work that a little bit better in my schedule. Well, but then again, we're trying to make this podcast. You know, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to do this podcast a thing to where people can have more avenues to listen to than just the hour and now twenty minutes that we're gonna be uh, yammering on for. Maybe a podcast that'll be a little bit more
0: organized. So. Why you got to call it Yammer On, motherfucker? We had a good interview <laughs> with Bob. We're selling merch and promoting your freaking show that you're on. And you got to go and call it Yammer On. Just like last week when we we're trying to promote VCW. You're like, it's in the old Rundown Mall in Gaston. Like, it's not in a Rundown Mall. To it, man. Like, you need to go ride in the car with Bob for like a month. <laughs> and maybe you can put berry in everything <laughs> that
1: you work on. Yeah, it's not going you know? to Uh Okay, so the Gaston Mall's got a lot of re- a nice sushi restaurant. Bowling <laughs> Alley. LA. <laughs> uh, and the out? wrestling
0: show has a very sweet setup. I haven't sure. been able to be there yet, but the video I saw, uh, it's a very cool setup. I'm very excited about eventually uh, being there in some capacity. Yeah.
1: And that's what, you know, it's very professional. I will say that. Um, yammer they don't yeah. yammer
0: on at the uh vcw <laughs>
1: they don't they get to they, the point unlike yeah. us that yammers on
3: for <laughs> over an, an hour, hour and and 20 minutes. minutes yeah,
1: yeah. He would
0: listen to that uh, yeah
1: god forbid yeah uh but hey i've once again i'm glad people still are listening to this and still company or commenting as i get crossed with but yeah <laughs> all right well is there
0: is there any other yeah oh we're gonna play. We're gonna we're gonna introduce a new game. This all right. Here we go. Look at that. Gene yeah. Jackson, the VCW confirmed. All right. right. All right. Well, best believe, Wicked. I know how to promote the product. So <laughs> once I'm officially booked, I will put it over like it's the yes. greatest thing that's ever happened. Unlike Mister Xander's Me here. Too. So shoot it all. <laughs> if you want to come, come. If not, right, you know probably the, something else We are we are
1: the. By far most perfect wrestling in the South. Is that better? Well, that don't better? go steal a gimmick. I mean, you know.
0: No, we're gonna by have, have Commander Man Dan on next week. <laughs> we can't say that, that you're the best in the South. no. But we no, can no. say that this podcast, despite what Charles Anders says, is <laughs> the best podcast, best on, podcast the on the internet. The Not way. just the South. The whole goddamn
3: internet.
1: <laughs> there's
0: there's right. the GD. And I, know Char- I know Charles gets uncomfortable I <laughs> curse. He carried on and on about how blue we were last week.
1: I'm wearing but, blue uh, just for that reason. I knew Bob wouldn't leave me out to dry like, you know, trampling them.
0: Well yeah, you'd have been yeah, you'd have died if Bob would have been dropping <laughs> the meth bomb. Boy. <laughs> Ooh, I would
1: have fell out of my, my stool that I'm sitting on.
0: <laughs> so real quickly before we wrap this up. We're going to play a game. First time we've done a game on here. All right. Okay. So I'm going to verbally respond to a tweet because I can't respond on Twitter because this person has me blocked. But I'm going to respond to a tweet. You go look around on Twitter at people who have tweeted in the last 24 hours and you tell me you can you can private message me or Charles and tell me if, if, if you think you're right about what tweet I'm responding to. Here's my response. And remember this when you go look at the Twitter. She's not wrong. There we go. So go read through tweets on Twitter, people that you know that I don't particularly care for, what they did, and then think of Gene going, well, she's not wrong, and see if you can figure out which one it is. That's and if that's, you can, we might just send you a free charles anders. Yeah. I will
1: yep and and not to scott because scott's a cheater. But uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um look and... scott they, don't want one. He might need somebody. To know <laughs> yeah. Robin his wife. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh no uh it's, it's jeans right. Gene's <laughs> jeans rot. I Appreciate him handling it the correct way, but jeans right because the is it, he might not be one, but he's certainly acting like one. And if that doesn't give you a deeper <laughs> and, and coming, coming from a person who gets called that at least five to six times a week <laughs> for probably reasons I should be getting called that he's right. <laughs> she's right. Uh, stop being one. Um We're talking about the word asshole. <laughs>
0: No, we're not. <laughs>
1: oh, we're not. Oh, my bad.
0: <laughs> no, we're not. That's not what was said.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's.
0: Uh, and Charles told me I couldn't say that word. That's right. In general, not just on the show, but in general. In general. But yeah, it's it's a hard. And <laughs> this guy was being one. He got called one, <laughs> and he and deserved I said, it. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> so figure it out Yeah, come and
1: get a free Charles Zenders or angry smoky koozie so yes, possibly maybe
0: <laughs> alright well I guess the way we're going to start closing the show every week now is now that we're done yammering
1: <laughs> that's the end of the podcast the week,
0: <laughs> that's the end of the podcast so uh, again make sure you join us next Sunday night as always live at 7pm Central Standard Time 8pm Eastern for our friend, Cabana Man Dan, he will be here and we will have plenty to talk to him about because he's a guy who uh, did exactly what, I mean, I guess we might have even asked Bob Evans to see if he knew. He he took uh, the kind of things that Bob teaches uh, to a whole new level. He's just completely recreated himself and uh, we're going to pick his brain and kind of find out how he did it, what motivated him to do it. Or er, Smokey's telling me. Smoky's yes, Smokey's
1: saying uh, get a little oh, insight how he
0: did it and how you can do it too. So for Smokey the producer, for Yammering Charles <laughs> Anders, I'm Gene Jackson. We will see you next Sunday night right here on Facebook live and you can hear the audio version every Monday night on anchor.fm. Check our Facebook page for the link cuz I don't remember it cuz there's like a weird hyphen in there.
1: Wait, we'll, we'll we'll share it a lot. Bye guys. Night. <laughs>